Married with Channels podcast. Yep. Husband wife talking TV shows and movies. I'm Moose. I'm Jody. I'm the husband. I'm the wife. We're married. We are. It's a long time now. And we are talking about uh, a little Disney Plus show and a movie. Which, we watched a movie. Which I have a feeling you and I on this movie are going to have some very divergent takes. Awesome. So, but we'll start on the TV show. I like it sometimes when we disagree. It's yeah. healthy. It means we're individuals. Ooh, you might see a little marriage. A little spat. Mar- no, we're not going to fight over this Yes, movie. we will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's begun. Well, if you're looking for that, sorry. Let's start with what the kids are watching. <laughs> kids love that crap. Oh, my. Uh, Ms. Marvel on Disney+. Plus. Ms. Marvel. Which is not... I knew it was a different, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? A different way of doing things, mm-hmm. different, uh, like rendition of, yeah, I, I thought it was like, a some girl finds the powers of Captain Marvel or right? somehow inherits those powers. I don't agree. And it's not that at all. No. And I don't know the backstory on this character. I don't know if it's a comic book character or if they created it. So Take that for what it's worth. Right. We're not that far into the Marvel Universe. Yeah, like, but basically. comics, sorry. The gist is, a, you know, an American Pakistani teenage girl, you know, she gets a box. Her and her mom get a box from their grandmother who lives in Karachi, Pakistan. And in the box is this bracelet, bangle. A called bangle. A bangle. Yeah. What differentiates a bangle from a bracelet? <laughs> I don't know. It's just another word for it, okay. I guess. I I don't know. Maybe it's like. Bracelet's more dainty, bangles thick, because it's kind of thick, like a cuff, you know? Yeah, you like it thick. Oh, my. Yeah, a bangle, I think of like, what, two inches thick? Probably, yeah. yeah. Okay, anyway. So she gets this bangle. It's got like some powers associated with it, some mysticism. There's this whole like world that's kind of a separate to our world, but connected. And there's this whole thing going on yes she gets the bangle and discovers that she can make these powers do these things with it yes and it looks like if i had to explain the powers she can formulate kind of like crystal landing spots and items like we've only seen her make like a big huge hand yeah fist and like these 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 spots to stand on walk on like, like she can solid create, yeah she like she creates these yeah. stairs in the air made out of this crystal yeah and power. she can also like make it be a big solid force yeah. field to a protection, you know, layer of protection. So as of now, as of episode, I want to say six or five, that's what she has for these powers. We've seen her kind of develop new versions of that. So but, you know what it reminds me of? Hmm. Mr. Freeze or like or yeah. Frozone, Frozone <laughs> in the Incredibles. That's what I was trying to say. Not Mr. Freeze, more Frozone when he kind of lays down the ice. That's what it reminds me of, but it's purple. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's certainly, it's certainly in that universe of powers. Yeah. Um, like, it's not like the powers you'd really want if you had superpowers. To me, they're just okay. Yeah. It's still something better than not having powers, of course. Sure. I hate to sound like that guy. It's you like, are that guy. You've marked this I item mean, down 70%. That's right. But you really couldn't do 80? Mm. <laughs> special powers are special powers, I know, dude. Right? So anyway. And you don't have any. So, well, wait, you have other, you have many other talents. I, I, I like the show, but I think I like the show mostly for its 
inclusion and diversity. I like that we're kind of experiencing a different culture by way of a friggin' Marvel TV show. Absolutely. Which is cool. Like, I'm not even like super into the plot, you know, and this, the clandestines and right. they need the bangle and yeah. the mystical powers, whatever. I mean, that's, that's, that's cool, but I like the interaction of the characters. You know, they're, you know, you, you get the culture, you get, and they're just like regular everyday Americans going through the regular shit, you yeah. know, like. Absolutely. Moms with kids, dress as a mother. Yep. They're, some of their customs, some of their celebrations, you kind of get a little peek behind the curtain there. And yeah. Yeah. They're dealing with everyday stuff. And especially as, you know, American Pakistani teenagers, like they, they're dealing with some stuff, you know, things that they face. Like, I think the one character, the, the best friend um, of the main character, you know, she was talking about like, there's, there's a, there's a line where she's like, you know, I'm, I'm too light for some people and I'm too brown for other people. Oh, and yeah. it, it was like, oh, you know, yeah, and like, I, oh. there's definitely some moments where you get a taste of what it's like to be, uh, we'll just say a minority. It, um. But it's not like we're not focusing on it. We're no. exposed to it. We're getting a, 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 a heaping of culture and exposure there. Yeah. But we don't have people. There's no like blatant lessons, like some guy in the street say, watch it, brown girl, you know, or something right. like that. It's we, subtlety, just, you could but replace, it's there. Yeah, yeah. You could replace these characters aside from their traditions and, you know, uh, culture. Uh-huh. You could replace them with any other type of actors absolutely it's not a political statement being shoved down your throat with it but it is kind of an underlying thing that's there you know like when um some agents raided the mosque and they were like totally knew the drill like did the steps he's like this is not our first rodeo you know of yeah. people coming in here to yeah to, to raid you know a little sad it is a little sad that, yeah probably true mm -hmm, probably but you have a lot of likable characters here, even like this, the girl Zoe, who they kind of started out her being like the like mean girls type mm -hmm. archetype. Mm -hmm. But, you know, she ends up like, hey, I'm here to help. Yeah. And she helps them concoct this uh, escape plan for Kamran, the boy mm -hmm. who they're trying to get to the harbor to get him back to Pakistan. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're not playing with stereotypes here. It's just like a good frolicking story about a kid who's coming to some powers and also i think there's a lot of commentary on relationships with kids mother, yeah. mother and daughter specifically yeah absolutely there's some of that and and you know f you know there's some father-son stuff there too because like the son is getting married and the dad kind of talks to him about that you know yeah transition in life and yeah it's kind of multi-generational stuff you know there's the grandma and kind of how each generation relates to each other, but I like it too. Cause there's some lighthearted humorous moments too. It's just yeah. kind of cute. So, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's definitely a show that if you're a mother of a teenage girl, I mean, you're, you're a mother of an almost teenage girl. Yeah. I'm imagining there's probably a lot of, uh, seeing yourself in those shoes. A little in bit. These characters. Yeah. A little what do you bit. Think as a mom. I mean, I think there's some good lessons there on how, how tight to hold on and when to kind of loosen that grip and let go a little bit, you know? Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's some stuff there for sure. And now this, this character is a little bit older than ours. So, right. you know, four years old. Yeah. So like, you know, she's not going to a party where the punch is spiked yet, yeah. but 
But there are still some similarities, yeah. even with an 11-year-old like we have, where you are kind of trying to still figure out the boundaries. How how much leash do you give them? How much do you pull back? Sure. Because you want them to be independent. Absolutely. Learn, make some mistakes. Yep. Um, but at the same time, you don't want them drinking the spiked punch. Right. I thought it was interesting, too. Like, um, you know, seeing her have a crush on a boy. I'm like, I'm not sure. I, <laughs> I kind of looked over at my my daughter to see, like... Oh, I don't know. She she does she won't share that because it's too embarrassing, right. you know. But it's like, oh, does she have a crush on somebody? <laughs> I hope not yet. <laughs> I think Miss Marvel's good. It's well paced. It's well written. Um, I think it's a decent show without the superhero stuff. Yeah, uh, that's just kind of an added little perk. Yeah, it provides the basis for like a a storyline, I guess. But uh, yeah, some really good acting, good characters, and yeah. I'd recommend Miss Marvel. I think uh, as far as watching a show with your kids, I don't you, I don't think you could do much worse. Sure. Much better. You know. Yeah, I know. What I you're think it's I think say. it's a good show to watch with your kids. Yeah, it's a good kind of lighthearted family show. Yeah. So. So go check out Miss Marvel on um Disney Plus. Yes. Okay, kiddos. <sighs> All right, enough. Oh, my. Get enough of that on a daily basis. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> Moving on to the movie. Oh, uh, yes. Triangle Let's. of Sadness. Uh-huh. Which uh, we've been kind of holding on to this one for a couple weeks. I just, I know you, I know you're, we'll just put it out there. You weren't a fan of this. No. Okay. I did not like this movie. Why? Multitude of reasons. So. Well, let's give the gist of the movie real quick. Okay. Yeah. So it starts off with this young model and his girlfriend model. Um, and then, you know, we kind of see these characters and they're in a relationship and then it cuts to essentially a luxury yacht. Um, I don't know if I, I think I read after the fact that they kind of want it through her, uh, social media. Like she's a, she's a creator, content creator. Yeah. And so they kind of want a spot on this luxury cruise, which is, you know, it's expensive. There's billionaires on the boat mm -hmm. and the boat sinks. And then a few of them arrive on an island, deserted mm -hmm. island, and they have to survive and. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the gist of it. Mm -hmm. So tell us now, Jody, why you do not like Triangle of Sadness. Yeah, so a lot of it was like, at first it was like, oh, this is interesting. It's a, it's an interesting group of people on this boat and how they kind of act and behave. There, there was some quirkiness to it, you know. Mm -hmm. But the pacing was super slow and it just, I don't know, it went on and on about nothing. And then there was like, I couldn't tell if it was trying to make a message about, you know, the people, the haves versus the have nots. Like, I think that's kind of what the global theme was throughout this situation. There was a lot of ridiculousness. Like, I mean, the scene after they all ate bad food on the ship and just like the ridiculousness of, you know, drunk Woody Harrelson's character and the Russian on the speaker forever i don't know like a lot of this could have been like a very short scene of stuff and it was just really drawn out okay. and and then like it's one of those movies and i'm not gonna spoil the ending but it ends without really ending like you don't really know what happened <laughs> and i feel like i spent <clears throat> all that time and all this ridiculousness to not even know what happened like you really know? yeah Okay. It's it's kind of implied, but it's not concrete. Like, you know, did this character get there on time or did, you know, 
Did that person go through with it? I'm not going to spoil it. Um, well, we'll have some spoiler warnings. Fine. Because you can, I can't talk about the end without, I mean, I have to, I might have to spoil stuff. I just talked about it. Yeah. But <laughs> I like, I'm going to get into some of the, what happens on okay. the end. Here's my take on triangle sadness. Yeah. I agree. I think some scenes were a little drawn out. Oh God. But I liked the tempo of it. I thought it made you realize that this is a movie you're going to marinate on and you're going to stick with. You're going to have to stick with it. I thought it did a great job. I like Triangle of Sadness. I thought it was a great movie about valuing everybody. Everybody has value and everybody's important. You know, and, and just because you're rich, there's almost like a responsibility with being rich. Like the scene where Carl, the young model, and his girlfriend are sunbathing. And the one guy who's working on the boat is like, he says hi to his girlfriend and the girlfriend kind of smiles back, says hi. Yeah. He gets a little threatened by that. He so took his shirt off. That's why. He took his shirt off. Yeah. But he also said hi. Yeah. And so the boyfriend's a little insecure. And a few minutes later, he talks to the uh, chief stew yeah. about like, hey, you know, one of your employees kind of maybe yeah. a little too far with my girlfriend. <laughs> Cut to a few minutes later, that employee's being escorted off the boat. He's essentially been fired. Yeah. And... Like, so Carl, the male model, didn't mean to do that. Yeah. But, you know, they're not fucking around. Sure. They want to cater to these wealthy Elite. individuals. Yeah. So if anybody's even just like making eye contact when they're not supposed to, you're gone. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the long version of that. But I liked yeah. how it made it, it reversed roles and it made you feel like even somebody as lowly as the toilet lady, the toilet manager, they called her. Mm -hmm. She literally cleans the toilets and bathrooms. Yep. Has some agency in life and has valuation. There's value there. And sure. the clip I have here is from when they're on the island and you know, the, it's, but it's what eight, six survivors. Yeah. Um, a couple of them are the wealthy luxury people. Mm -hmm. A couple are the staff. And one is uh, Abigail, who's the toilet manager. Mm -hmm. She is the only one who knows how to make a fire mm -hmm. to get food, to fish, to yeah. fish. And she's gotten them some some fish, and it's been cooked. And here she is. She has a big portion for herself. Mm -hmm. Everybody else got like a piece yeah. of fish. One for you, one for yeah. me, one for you, one for me. And it was like a big old pile for yeah. her. Yeah, Abigail has this big old pile, and the chief stew says, "What? Why are you? Are you going to give those out?" And she's like, "No." Yeah. Who am I? Who are you? Who am I? You're the toilet manager. No. In the yacht, toilet manager here. Captain, who am I? It's a captain. Throws him a piece of fish. Goes around to the next person. Who am I? Captain. Very good. Cutie pie? Captain. Who am I? Captain. Who am I? The captain. Who am I? Who am I? I think she's back on the Chiefs, too. Who am I? Gives her the extra piece, the fish, and... In the yacht, cleaning lady here, Captain. <laughs> she's like, I'm the captain here. I feel like she's a little opportunist there, <laughs> and I think she kind of takes that advantage and and kind of exploits it a little bit you know but and so again it's you know it's kind of that global theme of like you know 
disaster was the great equalizer there. Like, it doesn't matter how rich and, you know, spoiled you kind of are. Like, I have the skills to survive now, so I'm in charge of things, you know. But somebody... You don't think she's been exploited or taken advantage of when she was a toilet manager? Absolutely, Isn't it kind of nice to see somebody flip it and be like, I got the skills that you need now to survive. Yes. I'm the boss. However, I think she takes it way too far with like getting everything she wants, which is, you know, a bed partner and Mm. she gets to sleep in the lifeboat every night. And like, you know, she's kind of taking advantage of it. Like, yeah, it's kind of a Lord of the Flies thing going on. Yeah. But I think it's an interesting look at how, like when it's when we're when we're knocked down to our base levels, everybody's mm-hmm. brought down to zero. Mm-hmm. How even the littlest guy can rise up, sure, and has value in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and then we get to the end scene, and there's going to be some spoilers here. It turns out that they are uh, on an island that's like a resort island. Yeah. <laughs> and on, like you know, a couple miles this way on the island, there's a whole damn resort. There's an elevator to the beach. Yeah. And it ends with Carl, the young model male. So Abigail goes on a on a trek with the Yaya, the model girl. Mm-hmm. And first of all, you don't know if there's going to be a fight there because Yaya's dating Carl. Yeah. Abigail, who's the captain now, mm-hmm. has been kind of squashing on uh, Carl, mm-hmm. sexing up in her lifeboat. Mm-hmm. They're kind of an item. Yep. Because he gets food then for yeah, yeah. Yaya and everybody else. Yeah. But maybe he's found some connection with her. Maybe I think he, eventually, yeah. I think eventually, yeah. And, and maybe it's just like a, you know, you're stuck there. So I might as well, I might as well have feelings for this person. Yeah. So maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But they, so Yaya and Abigail go off and they stumble upon this beach that has like, you know, luxury chairs, sun yeah. chairs out. And, and there's an the elevator. elevator. Yeah, there's yeah. the elevator. And, um, so Abigail seeing that, her reign, her, you know, her new elevated status is about to end. We're mm-hmm. all coming back to our old lives. Mm-hmm. Is about to kill Yaya mm-hmm. with a rock. She eventually stops when Yaya's like, maybe you could be my assistant. Yeah, maybe I could help you. Maybe you could come work for me. And so it's like, now she's maybe a step up from scrubbing toilets mm-hmm. to working in the fashion world or working for this yeah. uh, content creator celebrity. I don't know. Yeah. So she stops. Yeah. And then we see Carl running his ass off yeah. in their direction and then it ends. Yeah. And I like that ending because is Carl running after Yaya or Abigail? I think he's running to protect Yaya. I think he realizes that Abigail wanted to go on that hike because he might be wanting to cause Yaya harm to get rid of her, to get her out of the picture. Or she's complicating things with them. See where the way I read it is he because before this, um, I forget her name, the German woman who had a stroke and she can only say this one yeah. phrase, like this guy selling trinkets on the beach yeah. stumbles upon her. Yeah. And then, then we cut to the scene of Yaya and Abigail on the luxury resort beach yeah. elevator, whatever. So when Carl's running, I, I took that as he found out that they're on a, not a deserted island, but a, a populated island with. With people. With savior. Huh. And he's running towards. Well, that's an interesting theory. And, and, and my mind is like, okay, is he running for Abigail or is he running for Yaya? Hmm. I don't know. I, I liked, 
I, I usually don't like movies that end with kind of the cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you expect it in something like Marvel's movies mm-hmm. to a certain extent. You're kind of rolling your eyes a little bit. You're not buying it. I am because I spent all that time, <laughs> all, the, all that time and that ridiculousness just to have it not really end. And I don't like that. I get it. But I think overall, uh, I, I you know, I get it. We could use like maybe more of a, a, a period at the end of the sentence for the movie. Yeah. But I still like the ending because I'm like, well, what, did he, what was he running after? It could, like you said, it might not have been a woman. It might have been, it might have been because fuck this. I'm going to the resort. I want to live now. Get back to normal life. Or it could be he's going to save Yaya or he's going because he loves Abigail. I don't know. I don't know. I like the overall message of the movie where the little guy who's essentially a nobody in the world, Mm -hmm. scrubs toilets, has now agency and power Mm. for at least a few days or a week, whatever it lasted. I will say, like, this movie isn't what I thought it was initially. I don't know. I saw. Okay, so the only person I know actor wise is Woody Harrelson. And I saw a clip of it, you know, because uh, CBS Sunday Morning did a profile piece on him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is his latest role. And uh, they played a clip and I don't know what I was expecting, but I don't know. He he didn't have a huge pivotal part here. And he had maybe. 10 minutes of on-screen time. Yeah, yeah. And the dynamic with the captain's interesting. It is weird, yeah. The, the Most of the crews, it appears Woody Harrelson, who's the captain, is like in his in his uh, quarters, mm-hmm. just drinking. Mm-hmm. You don't even see him. You hear he, him through the door. Yeah, he doesn't. Everybody else runs that boat without him. Right. Yeah. And, and it was kind of presented in a, almost like a Wes Anderson kind of kooky type yes. movie. Yes, yes. I don't know if I, I don't know what you would call this movie. I don't, I don't know. know if you call it a comedy, a dramedy. I don't think it, I mean, none of it made me laugh, really. I mean, there's some gross out There's stuff. gross, yeah. There's a lot of diarrhea and vomit Oh in this my movie. God. That's, re- <laughs> it was ridiculousness. Like, that's where it's like, okay, we get it. Like, you're just doing this because you want to. And ugh, like, it was over the top for me. Um, it is definitely quirky. I don't know if you could put it in a box of comedy or dramedy. I think it was listed as a comedy, but not once did I laugh out loud. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. It's just out there. I, I like Triangle Sadness. Of course you do. I think it's, I like because it's quirky and different. Uh-huh. Um, and it's not alienating. Like, if you enjoy a movie and can sit and it, like soak it all in, I think you'll enjoy this movie. I don't know. I didn't get what the point of some stuff was. Like in the beginning, there's this whole dynamic with Yaya and Carl and their restaurant situation. And I'm, and like, then you just like, what did that have to do with anything? I think that was important because when he came to the Abigail situation, mm-hmm. it provided context and kind of like a jumping off point. Like you need to establish where this main couple's relationship is at and what the dynamics are between that couple. Mm hmm. Because if it's very, if you establish that it's very one-sided, the thing with Abigail won't work. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have to have, because they have a connection. Mm-hmm. At first, she seems a little like, eh, whatever, I'm a model. But mm-hmm. then she genuinely likes Carl. Mm-hmm. But then he gets mad at her. Mm-hmm. But he genuinely likes Yaya. They're both ridiculous. They are. I mean. Yeah, they're but both. Then, but sm- then like, you know, yeah, maybe it shows the cracks in the foundation of that relationship. But at at one point, wasn't Carl Ring shopping on the boat? He was, but how yeah. many times have you heard of people like, 
you know, well, we'll have a kid or let's get married. That'll, that'll fix it. Like, sure. It's almost sometimes. And I like that the movie presented this as like kind of a knee jerk reaction. Like, yeah, he obviously wasn't thinking about marrying her before they got on the boat. Yeah. I think he felt we, it, it showed him as insecure. Sure. I think. Yeah. Because would he have gotten that ring if he hadn't had that situation with the deck crew member taking his shirt off and saying hi to his girlfriend? Sure. Like there was a chance he might lose her. So yeah. better lock it down, you know. And I think, think. he felt, and interesting because she's like the successful one. Yeah. He's in her field, but he's not as successful. Like the first scene is him auditioning for a modeling gig. Absolutely. And they which, tell him, they didn't say like, yeah, no. They said, you need to work on this and that. Your triangle of sadness, which is an actual thing in modeling. an actual thing. You need to work on your triangle of sadness. There's too oh, much God. there or something like that. So we, we, they've already established he's not at the top of his game. Sure. She is. So yeah. he probably already feels insecure. Yeah. And to win her over, I got to buy her a big fucking diamond. That was a whole other movie sequence where I was like, what does this have to do with anything? I think you can show someone being insecure about a relationship and their status in life and their career, whatever, without all that extra scene but, stuff. But did you think the dinner scene was very relatable? Like, cause the whole, <sighs> the whole problem they had at dinner is like the night before she said she would pay for dinner Yeah, and the check comes, yeah. she doesn't even bat an eye at the check. And he just kind of like, and he puts his card out Yeah, and without saying anything, like she kind of senses the vibe that he's, yeah. Something's wrong. Yeah. And then he kind of timidly says, well, you, you kind of said you're going to pay for dinner. And then she's yeah. like, well, you know, and it, it seemed like a real couple type of disagreement, <laughs> you know? I don't know. When we were dating, you just paid for dinner. So well, yeah. I'm old fashioned that way, I guess. But. <laughs> but I think, I think every couple's had that situation, sure. whether yeah. it's the dinner or it's the, yeah, you know, oh, it's my turn to pick the movie or your turn to put the kid to bed. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It is a little bit relatable, but. I don't know. It just seemed like extra fluff that didn't need to be there. I don't think so. I don't think there was much. I think some scenes were a little long. I can always find places where we can cut, but yeah, I kind of liked it because the pace all fit. It was very slow. I recommend Triangle Sadness. Of course I, you do. I, I do not. A, I think it's a different, interesting movie with some fresh stuff. I think it's stupid, slow, and doesn't have a point. <laughs> okay, fair Does enough. Does not have a point. <laughs> We can agree to disagree. That's right. Um, I think anything else? No, that'll do it for me. All right. So uh, there you go. There's your latest edition of the Married with Channels podcast where I will always get dinner. Aww. Actually, you will. Aww. Whatever. We're married. It's all ours. I know, right? Yeah. All right. So make sure you, uh, you know, subscribe to our show our podcast make sure you give us a good rating review all that stuff share tell your friends till next time on the married with channels podcast my name is moose and i'm jody we'll see you later bye